0: It's minus 4 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Barry Payne. Former Olympian Kaylee Humphreys has filed a complaint against Bob Sleigh, Canada. The national body for bobsleigh and skeleton has confirmed she filed the complaint. She stepped away from competition last October before the World Cup season began. She said that the break was because of the investigation. The Calgary native competed in three Olympics. Back in 2014, the world governing body announced that it would allow mixed-gender crews to compete in the four-man event. We'll have more news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. Well, we've got a Sunday morning collision eastbound Glenmore Trail
1: at 14th Street Southwest. I'm seeing volume begin to build in the area. Crews are on scene blocking the right lane. Might take a while to clean up here. Don't miss the biggest early bird package in Stars Lottery history featuring a luxury townhome in Kelowna and more. Deadline February 28th. Tickets at starsalbertalottery.ca. From the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Taya Houston.
0: Nearly 1,000 people turned out in the downtown yesterday for the annual Women's March. The event was held around the world. The Calgary March started at Bankers Hall, made its way down Stephen Avenue to City Hall. As Manahan Razavi, one of the event organizers, says there's still plenty of work to do.
2: We know that the Me Too movement has happened. For example, women are more comfortable um, coming forward and sharing their stories. And we're seeing a bit of a reaction to that. We're seeing um, a push around uh, the province, around the city. I know uh, when the municipal elections were happening, we were focused on getting more women elected.
0: This year, Calgary's March partner and partnered with the United Way, launching a community impact fund called We for She, YYC. British media published photos of Queen Elizabeth's husband, the Duke of Edinburgh, back behind the wheel just two days after he was in an accident that left a woman with a broken wrist. The photo appears to show that the prince was not wearing a seatbelt. Norfolk police say they spoke to Prince Philip after seeing the photos. Julie McFarlane says Buckingham Palace has yet to comment.
3: This morning, Buckingham Palace remains tight-lipped, not officially commenting on the new photos showing Queen Elizabeth's husband driving on a public road Saturday, apparently without his seatbelt. Norfolk police saying, we are aware of the photographs. Suitable words have been given to the driver. Overnight, sources telling ABC News the Duke of Edinburgh successfully passed a police eyesight test after the accident Thursday.
0: Police have not disclosed who was at fault for the previous crash. In sports, the Calgary Flames have taken the latest uh, round of the Battle of Alberta. Mark Giordano, Johnny Goudreau, Sean Monaghan and Michael Backlund each had a goal and an assist as Calgary skated away with a 5-2 victory over the Oilers up in Edmonton. It was the third of four meetings this season between the two. Each team came into the game having won in its home arena. Flames head coach Bill Peters, he says special teams was a factor.
4: They scored late in the second, and then they got a power play late on a power play. So I thought our special teams were good. I believe we were 5 for 6 on the kill, and they got one late that was real late. About 10, 11 seconds to go. And then you know our power play responded, obviously, put the game away in the, in the third.
0: Elsewhere, St. Louis downed Ottawa, 3-2. Montreal uh, lost to Philadelphia, 5-2. And it was Dallas doubling Winnipeg, 4-2. NFC Championship pits two of the best offenses in football this afternoon and two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Drew Brees and Atlanta takes on Jared Goff's Los Angeles Rams. After that, the Kansas City Chiefs will be looking to put an end to what they, when they host the New England Patriots, In Kansas City this afternoon, the coach-quarterback combination of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady will be playing in their eighth consecutive conference title game. Calgary weather, sunshine, three today, down to minus seven tonight. Tomorrow, sunshine and zero. Right now, it's minus four. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 9.30. I'm Barry Payne.
5: Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs and I'm joined by Joanna Chudy. Good morning, Joanna. Good
2: morning. How are you?
5: Good. I just looked at my my piece of paper for my... My agenda for this morning. I look; it's it's January twentieth.
2: It's January twentieth. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like our deep slumber is almost over.
5: Holy man! Wake go- up!
2: Start slapping your cheeks. It's almost springtime.
5: No kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, you feel it already. We got all our seeds in. Yep. Um, we got our West Coast seeds and our Wild Rose Heritage seeds all arrived for the most part. We're still getting drabs and dribs of some of the ones that weren't quite ready so they should all be uh filled right up but nice. um definitely people have the urge to go there in the days like this when the sun comes out
2: that's so true there's so many calls coming in about gardening classes and what's going to happen in the springtime i'm like hold up hold up it's still january
5: absolutely <laughs> and just so you don't so people know what you're up to you you work with the uh, uh, society, I'm not sure it's society yeah, I don't know sure society but it's for the Alex
2: the Alex yep so the Alex um, is an organization in Calgary that um, helps people with their health, and I work at the Food Center, which is a really cool place over on. It's awesome Inter- center. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a really welcoming space. People join together. We learn how to cook. We learn how to grow food. Um, we eat together, and it's just a really awesome place to build community.
5: Yeah, I know. It Has a great feeling good karma when you feel when you walk through there in the door. It's on 17th yes. Ave and Joanna. Yeah. Has definitely spruced it up a bit down there. <laughs> She's, uh, yeah,
2: I love it. It's yeah. uh, it's a fun place to be. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So if you're if you're down in that neck of the woods, stop by and just have a look around and uh, they're always looking for donations and help yep. or whatever else. Absolutely.
2: We have a very robust volunteer program yeah. and you can bet once spring hits, even before the gardens will be. A busy place. Yeah, and if yeah. I know
5: Joanna, she will have uh, some projects <laughs> on the go. Oh, do my wanna goodness. Yeah, you want to move some rocks or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. C- come on by. Yep. Come see her. She'll, she'll get you going. We're always that. busy. Absolutely. Yep. And, uh, and uh, a friend of mine from the past, haven't seen him for quite a while, but uh, we got Graham Bond has sent in, uh and he always sends in photos. If you watch global news in the morning, he sends in photos um, and different things. So, he just sent in a picture of a cactus and Graham, I don't think you've transplanted this since you got it. It's in the same pot.
2: And somehow it's thriving. Oh, it absolutely. looks beautiful. Three well, feet tall?
5: It's yeah, finished. in a six inch pot. Yeah. So it's
2: like the when you go to the you know, you buy a little tiny gift cactus. It's absolutely. still in that same pot. But it's taller than his window now.
5: Yeah, so I did respond to you to you, Graham. But how I would transplant that is you know that moving foam or some of the foam that you get um, when you get a package, I would just wrap it r- tightly in that, and then you can hold it and just have another person help you out, and then I'd pull it out of that pot and then and slip it into a... I'd probably go an 8- or 10-inch pot, and when I respond to you, I recommended that if you... Uh, I would add some other little plants around the bottom. Add a few succulents, a couple other little cactus. Sort of create a little cactus yeah. garden with one big one like that as the feature. But definitely just to anchor it, because I imagine it's getting a little bit top-heavy in that pot as well. And uh, and you uh, should do great. And I noticed that you have a, a variegated ficus in the, just in the side of the picture. It's looking very healthy as well. So <laughs> nice job. So anyways, and he, and of course he sent a, uh, A message over to our good friend uh, Peter Watts who passed this week and uh, a lot of people sad and there's been lots of tributes so again and Graham Bond just said "P.S. rest in peace Peter was truly a nice person and loved his community and his work Mm -hmm. and uh, and I truly feel the same way Peter and I did a a segment every two weeks just talking about what the show was going to be out that week, and it was always interesting. We we pre taped it. He'd phone me on Thursday or whatever, and wherever I was, I've been places. One time I was on a fishing boat or, <laughs> or at a trade show or wherever, yeah. And uh, we'd do our little interview, and oh, that's uh, nice. He always joked, and he goes, "Hey, it's almost like we knew what we were doing." And uh, so we always did ad lib bit, but it was awesome. Like he uh, He's a
2: good man,
5: very very good yeah. man, and uh, truly will be missed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so all the best and to Peter's family and, uh, in, uh, in this tough time. So, and speaking of tough times when you look outside, it's, it's gonna, today's going to be a little bit nicer, yes. a little bit of snow. So yes. what do you do? What kind of gardening can you do in when you have weather like this?
2: Mm, That's a good question. Um, I would love to hear what our listeners are up to. Uh, Right now, I'm so on the 30th of January, we're starting a kids cooking and gardening class. And so the question is, what are they going to be doing in the garden? Yeah. Um, So we focus on a lot on um, what can you do inside? And that includes things like uh, planting microgreens, doing some sprouting. Um, learning about composting.
5: It, have you done? I've done some sprouting in the past too, and it's yeah. so good. Like, it's so
2: easy. And those it's like so those easy. little radishes and the yeah. seed,
5: like it's yeah. so flavorful. You pull those out on your sandwich, yeah. and you just feel like, hey, I'm eating good.
2: You're eating something green in the middle of winter. It's hard to source that stuff, and I know the garden center. You guys carry Mums, yeah. the Mums brand. So there's tons of um, sources. I know you can get them at some of the. Uh, Grocery stores uh, Like natural food stores But a
5: lot of it You can just even use Like the radish seed And stuff You just let it sprout up Yeah You literally just
2: soak them And you rinse them um, And you keep them moist And then you pop them In the sun For the last few days to, To boost them up With chlorophyll Yeah That gives them their green uh, and then you throw them in salads, sandwiches, however. I just straight. love the flavor. Yeah. Yeah. So the kids are, it's also a cool lesson on what is a seed and what do we do with seeds? Yeah. Like sometimes seeds don't really get planted. They get eaten right away. Like you think of beans or chickpeas or things like that. They go and right you, and you just got that.
5: And that's my goal. I need to start eating better, like healthier and uh, drop a few pounds. Eat your and, garden.
2: Yeah, eat your, eat <laughs> eat your, your
5: garden. garden. <laughs> so my wife's probably wife, wondering, I was at uh, the store, I bought a bag of uh, cucumbers yesterday and a bag of limes because oh. I was just in Mexico this past week. Our, our our crew from Spruce, we went for a little break and toured a couple of the botanical gardens and did some stuff down there. It was lots of fun. But they made this little treat at the Vallarta um, Botanical Gardens. It's it's cucumber sliced up and yeah. they soak it in lime juice. Yum. And then they... Uh, they put the spice on it, this Mexican spice, this picassi, pica spice or whatever. Yeah,
2: like chili Tica. and yeah. a little yep,
5: yeah, little salt. Yep. yep, salt, chili and one yep. other one in it. it's mixed in. You can get it at a lot of the, the Latin and at Mexican sounds grocery fresh. stores. Sounds, yeah. It tastes sounds so good. And so, Just what you'd
2: want on a hot day in Mexico, absolutely, <laughs> or, or a cool, a cool day. morning in Calgary, there exactly.
5: <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open. We're up early this morning. And if you're up, give us a shout 403 974 8255 or 1 800 563 7770. And I'm just going to check and see if there's any other text up there.
2: Pat, Pat sent us a really beautiful I, photo of our Amaryllis. How many blooms there? I, I can count. Oh, my goodness. They're yeah, like, like double seven, stock. Yeah. Eight. Eight. It's beautiful. Fire engine red. Um, Pat says, Merle, my amaryllis finally in bloom one month late.
5: But that's, it's kind of nice because at Christmas time you already have things all through yeah. the house and things like that. So and at I this time, January, you don't have anything, right? Yep. So.
2: So would you recommend pinching off the the anthers there, the pollen just to keep them blooming longer?
5: That does help a bit with them Um they're not as messy as the as the like a Casablanca lily or something like that. but the main thing is when it's in full bloom like that too Pat if you do want to pull it away from the window a bit um, it'll ensure that put it into a cooler spot in your house and because it doesn't need the sun right now, it will uh, it'll continue to bloom a lot longer. So well,
2: cool. Looks like it's in a, in amongst sort of a jungle of a windowsill jungle. I see jade and orchids. Beautiful. Yeah. I
5: know Pat has, uh, <laughs> he sends us lots of pictures and you should see his yard. He he'll share, he always shares pictures. Uh,
2: and seeds. Yeah. And gorgeous. Bread. <laughs> yeah.
5: Gorgeous stuff going on at Pat's place. So, yeah. and uh, I'm sure his neighbors enjoy a lot of that as well. Um, what a couple of things I wanted to chat about was, uh, in this, in this warm weather is a little bit of um, snow farming because mm-hmm. we did get the snow, and when it warms up like this, it's a good time to to do that, shovel it into those areas up against the house, underneath your spruce trees. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want to do a lot of watering or anything really at this time. It doesn't really get into the ground anyways. Yeah, um, But what I would do is hose off Um, If it gets that plus 5, plus 10, hose off your evergreens and things like that just to get the dust off. And a little bit of water goes into the ground. It's going to be great for it. It's not going to hurt it or anything like that. So I would definitely do that at this time of year just to clean the dust. And if you have those tender um, cedars or different things, it's a great time to apply your second or third application of Bob-X if you happen to. Because right now it's with the snow a little bit. The deer and some of the critters are looking are for yeah. Then yeah. this is where they start getting hungry and hungrier and they start moving closer and closer into the city and uh, just cover up, give yeah, your give technical. your fruit trees a spray, especially your cedars, your your apples, your mountain ash, a lot of the willows, things like that. You want to give them a, a shot mm-hmm. of the Bob just to and that's it's a great deer to turn in and it's a it's a herb based um, product. Nice. And there's also a big event happening today, isn't it? At the end of the day today, the moon.
2: Oh, yeah. It's like, what event? There's so many things going on. <laughs> what are you talking me. about? What are you, what
5: well, are you, you got
2: to you go? you stay up till 940. It shouldn't be too hard. But we have a solar eclipse tonight. So I hope everybody's ready with their, uh, I hope we get, you know, the skies stay clear and starts about 20 to 10 and lasts about an hour. So yeah, full solar eclipse. It's going to be exciting to see that.
5: Yeah, yeah. What, what time is that again? Sorry,
2: 9.40. That um, starts about eight thirty, but we'll really start to see that full eclipse um, really happening about twenty. To yeah, because I noticed
5: them and it's a moon eclipse, right? Because yep. I've seen the moon was lunar out this eclipse. morning. Yeah.
2: Did I say solar? I meant lunar. If I said solar, lunar yeah. eclipse. So, yeah. Yeah.
5: The, but the moon was out this morning. So bright. Yeah. It yeah. was in the in the far western. Yeah.
2: yeah. It looked really far west, like yeah. than I remember seeing. I guess I'm usually asleep about that time of day. But
5: yeah, no kidding, <laughs> no kidding. Um, but one thing that also is Going on is it's a good time to go out and assess your trees and shrubs and and look for those empty spots for some winter interest. If you look out in your yard and you're saying, because Joanna and and I we both do a lot of landscape design as well, mm-hmm. and at this time of year it, it's it's a good time to look out in your yard and say, blah.
2: Yeah, where's the where's the empty spot? Where can you fill in? Yeah, give you yeah.
5: give yourself some winter interest. And there's so many things that are actually really easy to add. To your yard at this, t- I can't add it now, but in the spring, like even the Carl Forster grasses, yeah, three of those here or there throughout the yeah. yard, just add that feature.
2: Two or three days ago, we had like the most beautiful frost in the morning, uh, and yeah. my Carl Forsters were just covered in this beautiful sparkly frost. I don't cut them down; I leave them up all winter. And I'm, it's mornings like that that I'm so glad I do because you look out and it makes you smile to look out in your garden. It doesn't make you like, you yeah. Know, Wish for spring, and yeah. sooner it's like, ah, oh, good. Yep, and the so- birds have been coming in and picking the seeds. And so that's pretty cool to see, too. Yeah,
5: actually, my uh, my water feature still going. I My basalt rocks in the front yard they are still going. I've left them really? going all winter. Really? Hasn't stopped. Wow. There's an there's ice you put in the water? tunnel. Nothing. Just, really? Just the movement and the heat from the motor.
2: Wow!
5: Yeah, keep it. You're brave. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I never would. I never. It, but would it's amazing how many
5: birds come to it. So. Yeah,
2: they need that water source, and that's great that your water is just water. You don't. You're not yeah, putting no. any type of. And it
5: needs. Uh, but what it's done right now, it's created a little bit of an ice dome over top. Like the water comes out of the top of the rock, and it lights up, so it looks really cool. Oh, but the cool. birds can't drink it, so I got to break one of them off just so the so the birds can get at the water nice. again. But the other one's like really cool at night. it have got this dome of ice over top of the rock. Nice. And then when the light kicks cool. on at night, it, it lights up the whole rock and light It makes ice. you
2: happy too, not just the birds. And that's I guess that's the same science behind like these little, um, like the wigglers that you put in your mm-hmm. bird bath. So it's just like constant movement. It's keeping the water from freezing. Well, and, and if you do outdoor
5: lighting... Um, you really get more of the effect in the winter time because oh, our yeah. short Because in the summer you don't notice it because it doesn't get dark till eleven. Out. Yeah, that's true. And you don't really see it as light at five. So unless you're up at yeah. midnight till <laughs> four in the morning, catching the solar yeah, the lunar eclipse. Yeah. Then, the, then, but in the winter time, when you get home from work at four thirty-five, it's dark. Your your lights are shining onto your trees or this mm. or that. So winter light or yard lighting is really more for the winter. It's for that. November December, January, February yeah. March sort of when we're there,
2: blanketed in snow right which
5: is yeah. awesome and that sort of gives you those highlights and it it really it, it, it adds to your garden it brings it to life at night. Yeah. So when you talk about that that's
2: mm-hmm. lighting I like, a few I like features. Your theories on lighting, outdoor lighting especially I've always enjoyed because you say you should see the light, not the fixture. And so absolutely, that's like the best way to go about it instead of these sort of gaudy, like don't spend money on fancy fixtures because ideally you're not even, you're going to be shining that light on a feature of your garden. Or absolutely.
5: Your yeah. So. A, a fellow that we landscaped his house many years ago, uh, Rudy Van Ness, he has a uh, electrical wholesale company in his whole house. You can't really see one fixture in his house. That was sort of nice. He, he hid every fixture, so there's no fancy fixtures in his house either. Gorgeous home.
2: It's like a good landscape. You don't know why you love it, yeah. but you love it. It's yeah. like those subtle, those subtle things that you don't. They don't. They're not beating you over the head. It's just a subtle background Absolutely. that helps you relax and enjoy your space.
5: But uh, it's the light and. Uh, yeah, not the big fixtures. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes true. they can uh, you create an airport landing strip in your front yard, <laughs> and it's not really a good look. A little tipped
2: it, over solar pathway lights. Those are like, oh, uh, man. and that's what
5: happens though. Is it? Pull that, those out, please. <laughs> isn't that true? Like, yeah. I only have five lights well, you're in my shoveling yard.
2: Shoveling snow, or you know, you're yeah. dragging a wagon, or whatever sled, or whatever, and they, you know, they get they get tipped over, and then your
5: hose you know, and kids yeah. and dogs, and yeah, all that other fun stuff, yeah. Anyways, people are sleeping today. I guess so. How come? What's going on here?
2: Pat, call your friends.
5: (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. Let's see what else we got going. And one thing we are doing right now is, oh, Pat, he just sent it. See, look at that picture he just sent us. Yeah. He goes, I hate Chinooks. My yard looked this good yesterday at 3 p.m., but it was gone today. It all melted off.
2: Yeah, those um, the mornings you wake up and that frost is covering everything, you know, and the sun is like blasting. I don't know. For me, I, that's I love winter. I, yeah, I like spring and summer and fall too. I like too, it like
5: this yeah. when it's not. Um, I don't like the minus thirty.
2: No, that hurts a little bit. That yeah, hurts. minus it, ten, I can yeah. live, and you can yeah. just go
5: outside back and forth and this and that, but. I, I definitely can't. Um, the minus thirty is really not good for anything.
2: Minus thirty coupled with chinooks—that's really tough. <laughs> that is really tough. I think it's hard on our bodies. I've I've oh. lived here a while now, and I've I'm not really susceptible to getting migraines, but um, no, that, but that can, Yeah, that can happen.
5: All right, we need to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Our break. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center where we have new shipments of tropical plants arriving weekly. Great new decor and pots. Spruce it up, plant it up, prune it up. We got you covered. <laughs> Love the new pots that are coming in. Um, nice. We got lots of the new uh, indoor white pots. Oh, cool. And it's all sleek. different colors and shapes and uh, lots of the new modern styles and stuff like that. So cool. we're really, uh, really, really looking forward to getting them all unpacked this coming week. So, And this is uh, that time of the year where we get to unpack a lot of the new stuff that's come in, and and we go from there. And here we got Richard sent us a text from Lethbridge. Week three of my hydroponic lettuce garden helps me beat the winter blues. Love the show. But just looking at that feels good, doesn't it?
2: Yes, it does. There's... There's life. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, there,
2: I don't know, Lethbridge, Coldale, that area, there seems to be a lot of, um, it's great to see Richard's doing this at home. I feel like there's a lot of commercial stuff too. Like
5: absolutely. I've, I've been
2: noticing a lot of lettuces on the, in the market space. Well, that's um, what they
5: have, the Hottos and yeah. Medicine Hat area because they have, yeah, the, yeah. They have their own gas company. So they have the, um, and it's the most sun in Canada mm-hmm. is down there. Mm-hmm. And they also have the cheapest nat- natural gas, so.
2: Well, thanks for sharing the lettuce. Yeah, absolutely. Good.
5: <laughs> All right, we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with John. Good morning, John.
6: Oh, good morning.
5: How are, you, how are you today?
6: Hi, John. Uh, mentioned, I, I kind of missed the uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings with uh, Peter.
5: Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people will definitely miss that.
6: He had that little bit of... Uh, I guess local stuff that he could talk to you or the other folks on 770, and it was always nice to hear what you had for plans for coming, you know, days. Yeah. Things like
5: that. No, I enjoyed it. I look forward to. I'd see my phone ring. I'd see his phone number come up. Say Peter Watts on my phone, and and I always looked forward to that uh, little segment we did, and uh, and uh, I'm definitely gonna miss that. So.
7: Yes. And uh, you. Got new seeds coming
5: in? Yeah, we got they're all in, in stock now, John. We got the Wild Rose Heritage Seeds again and then we have the the West oh. Coast seeds. Um so most of them all are in stock right now and uh and looking good. So I guess you can't prefer one over the other. Um well it depends on what they are. They're both really good. They're both Canadian seeds, they're both grade A. Um I I do I actually both of them I really I really like. It depends on what variety you're looking for. So yeah like oh, they're both really okay. good, but the local ones, the wild Rose Heritage, are grown harvested here in Alberta, so if I was to pick one, <laughs> I guess I would probably go there, yeah but, all right, I gotta go, John sorry, I just got to take a break. do you want me to put you on hold or do you, uh, are you... no, that's good thank okay. you very much all right Have a good one. thanks, but bye no all right, need to take a break for the news you're listening to let's talk gardening on seven seventy c h q r
0: It's minus four in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9.30. I'm Barry Payne. Former Olympian Kaylee Humphreys has filed a complaint against Bob Sleigh Canada. The national governing body for Bobsleigh and Skeleton has confirmed she filed an harassment complaint with the organization. Humphreys stepped away from competition in October before the World Cup season began. In an interview, she said that the break was because of an ongoing harassment investigation. Canada's military chief promising better support for members of the military who want to report sexual abuse. But Chief of Defence General Jonathan Vance will not do away with a regulation called duty to report, which has been criticized by the Auditor General. Ontario and Quebec shivering and digging out of extreme cold and snow this weekend. Bitterly cold temperatures have prompted Environment Canada to issue extreme cold warnings. Some areas are in the minus 30 with wind chills. Calgary weather, sunshine here, and a high of 3, down to minus 7 tonight. Uh, tomorrow, sunny and 0. Right now, it's minus 4. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10. I'm Barry Payne.
5: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I'm here with Joanna Chudy. And we are talking gardening. Mm-hmm. Love it when this time of year gets going. <laughs>
2: Everyone's getting so excited, you can tell from the, the text line people are sending in cool pictures.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. And good questions. So Yeah. And you and I were having a bit of discussion about the seeds um in the break. Um the Wild Rose Head, he mainly specializes in a lot of the veggies and yeah. and Definitely peppers and yep. lots Squash, and lots of everything. Lots of
2: heirloom stuff. And he, his hard packages you can't varieties.
5: beat, like because you can zip seal them. Yeah, like, you don't have
2: to cut them open and then mess with tape. I love them; they're so functional. Like, yeah, they're just and you can tell too, like they're they're opaque, they're silver, they don't let in light, so you can yeah, tell yeah. he knows what he's they're, doing. They're
5: foil. Yeah, yeah. they're perfect. Yeah, um, the West Coast. Um, have a great variety of flowers, and and they have some things other veggies that he doesn't have. Yep. So I think the combination of both, I feel, I got the two best um, for Western Canada for our region that um, will give you everything you need to produce great produce. Yep. Um, and there really is a lot of different grades of seed, and that's one thing I've I'm learning through the process of of going like bringing in better quality, looking for food and things like that. So the, like I said, either one of those, but I think the wild rose definitely. I tip that to them on the veggie side. Yeah, and but he is he's going to have flowers next year. Oh, he's working that's exciting!
1: On, it's but ah. it's quite a
5: process. He gets because everything has to yeah. get certified, right? He gets yep. it, he grows it, saves it. Has to get inspected. Has to get certified. He's been
2: planning a while. Like uh, oh, like the that.
5: guy, he just works <laughs> this.
2: Um, That is a field trip I want to take one day, is to go down and check Absolutely. out his space. That's a good idea. It it this, just from the seeds that he offers, it looks amazing. Like Richard. Um, texted in from Lethbridge, and he's right down where Wild Rose Heritage Seeds come from, and he's growing Siberian tomatoes that he started by Hydroponics this month, and they're gorgeous. The plants are three feet tall. I don't know how what you're doing, Richard, but you definitely have green thumbs. Keep it up, eh? Yeah, keep going. But to have a seed called Siberian tomato... Yeah, shows no, he an alberta a couple, grower like yeah. you know you might not find that from a seeds coming from a some of our say area. that
5: yeah no the the wild rose he has some that are like siberian or they say something like that. Yeah. but i remember we used to have when i was the head grower at sunnyside we 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 grew our seeds but we had freddie the painter who used to do all our painting at the garden okay. center, yeah. he would bring us these Siberian seeds every year, okay. and we used to grow them. We call them Freddie's oh, Freddie's right tomatoes.
2: Oh, nice. That's awesome. But they
5: were these Siberian tomatoes, and then he would save and harvest a bunch of seeds for us, That's and then cool. we would grow them on and uh, and sell them at, at when cool. when Sunnyside was up. One thing up.
2: I love about both companies and the fact that you're sourcing a lot of um, seeds that are open pollinated and yep. heirloom. I can save my seeds from those, from, you know, I'll let, uh, let some things go to seed or or save some um, as we're, you know, cutting up squash or tomatoes and I can save those seeds. So I know that doesn't help at the garden center bringing in sales, but for those of us um, who like to save seed and share and come up with those stories like Freddy's Siberian yeah. tomatoes, you know, eventually they'll become... Joanna's Siberian tomatoes, or you know that kind Absolutely. of
5: thing. Absolutely, and, and, and I agree with the seeds. It's good to do a lot of the sharing. And when we're talked about, we're going to do some house plant shares at the garden oh, cool. center, and There's, do more of that community yeah. and seed share. But and the in potatoes and certain things, I think people end up with a lot of problems when you're not yes. getting the good certified yeah. seed potatoes, things like that. You end up with a lot of problems and diseases. And
2: make sure you're sourcing, you know, properly. Absolutely. And and you can do that uh, checking out wild right. on the
5: West Coast. Let's talk to Suzanne. Sure. Or Susan, not Suzanne. Good morning, Susan.
8: Good morning. Okay, I a, it's kind of late for this question, I suppose, because it's about my pond okay. and now, now it's covered. But So you have a water feature that you keep running. Yes. I didn't know you could do that.
5: I didn't know you could do that either, so I thought <laughs> I would try. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so what it is is I have, a, like, you know, the, it's a, I have three rocks uh, um, and then I have a reservoir underneath them. It's so you know, like those kiddie swimming pool, but this is actual uh, little reservoir for for this, and and the rocks sit on top, and the reservoir in the ground is filled with water, and I have a pump in there, and it pumps the water up three tubes up each rock. So there's a hole cut in the rocks, ah, oh. um, right down the center, drilled down the center. They're called basalt. Um, oh and, yeah, those things. Yeah. yeah, and these are about two feet high. Oh wow! And they have LED lights in them. But I've kept it running all winter, and I just I go fill it up every few days, and because uh, it does, the ice builds up, and sometimes I have to knock the ice off the top just so the birds can get in there. Right. But it's been awesome, like, and right now I got an awesome ice feature at night, and with the LED lights, it lights it up in the front yard, so I have this glowing ice feature. Um, oh, that's
8: really nice.
5: Yeah, oh, it's great. I didn't think of leaving it, and I just thought I would oh. I would try it, and because uh, I have it hooked to a, a light switch on the on my garage I can just flick the switch if it gets really really cold if something happens I can just flick it off right but okay. um but yeah right. I've, I've kept it going and and the birds it's amazing how many birds I get in there looking for a drink so I'm 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 gonna keep it going all year round so oh
2: that's oh.
8: excellent yeah mine's just a very boring <laughs> little pond it's very tiny it's only about three feet long Yep. all right so every year I scoop out all the water and then I cover it with a piece of plywood. But I'm still always afraid that it might crack somehow. But so far, it's been over like 15 years and it hasn't. So I guess I'm OK. Um, but also, I was going to mention, since you're talking about birds and such, have you ever been to the wild bird store?
5: Um, no, but they moved.
8: Yeah, they are, um, pardon me, off 50, I think it's 52nd Avenue by okay. the Royal Bank there in the southeast. And they have the neatest bird houses or bird houses or bird feeders yeah and maybe they look like say a greenery or something like that and, and they they're really neat and you can buy some really nice bird food there
5: yeah no um. actually we we carry at, at spruce up zoo we carry all the the really good quality bird seed um mm-hmm. bird food as well. And uh we have a local couple gentlemen that make us these bird houses that are look like phases and, and oh, different right. things, yeah. all kinds of neat yeah, things. Pretty cool, hey? Yep. Yeah. Um Excellent. lots of local stuff and uh and definitely the proper bird feeders because Brad, the birdman that works with us at Spruce It Up, he always ensures that we get the proper um things and not just the cheapest stuff. He makes sure they have good quality. Because I seen a thing on 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 the internet. Um, Some of those spring feeders that you have a suet in, a bird actually got caught in them. So you got to be careful with some of this stuff.
6: Oh, that's horrible.
5: Yeah, so Brad always ensures that we have the, the best quality, good quality seed. And I'm amazed at how many people come in to buy the seed because um, it's just its good quality, you're not wasting any. It's not the cheap stuff, like you get the big bag for 10 bucks. But
8: I know, half no, of those it, those ones are no good, and well, they also give you lovely plants growing. Yeah, up I was them. gonna say lots well, of
5: weeds. It all ends then up then on then. the ground, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. So anyways, yeah, so we, we definitely we carry all that as well, and uh, we definitely try to have the good quality stuff because I find birding and gardening go so close together.
8: Absolutely, yeah. yes, they do.
5: And yeah. we, have the, we have some heated bird baths as well, so if people, if you don't have the pond and you want to ensure the, the birds get a little drink, um, right. that's good for them as well.
1: Okay, well, if excellent. you
5: ever want to convert that, let us know. We'll help you out. We'll, we'll install a couple of basalts for you.
1: Yeah,
8: oh, that's, that sounds interesting, because mine's been the same for years and years and years, and I just have ferns around them, but thats I need something new and exciting. Let's sounds change pretty... Let's change
5: it up, Susan. Yeah, get a powder yeah, right. in there. Change it up with spruce it up. That'll be my new thing. Oh, All right, great. All right, Thank All right. perfect. Thanks, Susan. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. I love that one. All right, yeah. speaking of change up, we've got to take a break, and I'm going to let Joanna talk in the next segment. You're <laughs> listening to Merle on, on Let's Talk Gardening 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs here with Joanna, and we're going to go to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Kim. Good morning, hey, Kim.
9: Good. good morning. How are you doing?
5: Good. How are you? Beautiful
9: live north of Strathmore and looking at all the hoarfrost and on all the greenery and it is absolutely beautiful. Isn't that isn't
5: that the oh, nice, isn't that gorgeous? Winter
9: <laughs> Wonderland, that's what I call it. Nice. Alright, how, ca-
5: <laughs> how can we help you?
9: I'm, I'm hot, on, hot on the trot for gardening season, that's for sure, but I have a couple of questions that I think I know the answer, but I just need to be shaken up a little bit. I've had on my mind wanting to move some Catoni asters and some nine bark, And the, they're maybe uh, eight, eight years old, okay. and I know it's going to be a chore, and I know the ground has to be thawed, but I'm wondering what would be the best application wh- when I'm digging them out once the ground is thawed and the weather is nicer. Um, do I need to trim down the roots yeah. maybe a couple inches? Before I put them into their new
2: home, with- um, I would or- say I would focus more on the upper part. So when you dig them out, you're going to be doing some root pruning anyway, just okay. by shoveling and try and get as much of the root system as you can. But if there's exactly. a if there's a little pruning down below, that's okay. I'm um, a haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but haircut as in above ground. So especially with those catonia aster, um, feel free to prune them prune them down pretty heavily. Like um, down
9: to six inches,
2: yep, yep, oh, give them that okay. sort of rejuvenating clip and then they will shoot back up once they're established root wise they'll shoot okay. way back up and have tons of fresh new growth and make you super happy it'll be like a total rebirth on your shrubs
9: so i' i've always been that root hormones give me later mix with the water let them soak for you know an hour an hour and a half and that is-
2: that sounds great. No, that sounds great. And then you can also, there's you can do a bunch of different things. So one product I really love is called Mike's. It's a micro... Mike. Mike's, it's a mycorrhizal inoculant. um, So you're establishing healthy fungi, mycorrhizae in the soil. And man, does it help with transplanting um, or even new plants uh, that go. So it's
9: got a high middle number, then that's what you're telling
2: me. It's actually a fungus. So you're actually inoculating your soil with a fungus. It's going to help those roots get established much quicker. Um, It's like probiotics for your plant roots
9: okay is that the same is that inoculant for beans and peas when
2: you put them down it's similar similar idea but different product. so look for mics i believe it's m-y-k-e and there's some at spruce it up i know you're out in strathmore i'm sure you could find mics um around your your area there Uh Um, and then there's directions on the side for how much to put in and it's the same same process you're already doing you're gonna wet the roots down um, and use the inoculant and then go ahead and plant them up. And then just make sure you're good with watering regularly and keeping everything good to go so it gets established. So a couple handfuls of
9: sea soil would be a good...
5: um... That doesn't hurt. Mix it in with your existing soil that you dig up. Absolutely. Okay, okay. And the, um, the key to it, like Joanna says, is just making sure you water them in really well yeah. and yeah. keep them watered every couple of days. And you can cut the nine bark right down as well. Because okay. sometimes if there's not as much foliage on top, they transplant much better because they concentrate on the roots mm-hmm. okay. and not so much the okay. foliage that them get rooted in. And then they just take off. And like Joanna said, you'll get tons of new growth up top. So. so I
9: have a question about the nine bark. I know there's, I mean, I worked for Home Depot for 13 years in the garden center, so there's Lime, lime green, um, there's the burgundy leaf,
5: yeah. There's the nine bark, yeah. The Diablo, there's wine, summer wine. There's all there's too many varieties of of nine bark, in my opinion. There's like so many of them that are just a shade, (laughs) yeah. Our area, our zone, yeah. But they got 20 purple ones that are so close together that they name differently. It's it's crazy,
2: they're cousins, they are cousins, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I, and they're all just as hardy as the next. So just make sure you're in that zone three to four area, and you'll be totally fine.
5: It's okay. just the
9: look you're Excellent. going for.
2: Love,
5: yeah. the, love the nine bark. It's yeah. a great show. And
9: I didn't trim down the good Tony Astros. You should have seen the birds on there. Oh, the nice. I <laughs> thought I was having a bird conference. What's the one that has a mohawk on its head? Is it nuthatch or something yeah, like
5: that? Yeah, that or the... Um, the cedar waxwings are coming in now, too.
9: Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's amazing. I thought I was having a bird conference in my yard. <laughs> right,
3: Way well, to keep well, their
9: habitat. That's awesome. All right. awesome. Thanks, you guys Kim. Have a good one, and thank you so much for your information on yeah. your show. It's wonderful. Some, some people love their their um, girl flicks or the guy flicks, <laughs> you know, the Oak Island. And my my flick, my my disease
5: is your show. Oh. <laughs> what a compliment. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Take care. <laughs> bye bye. 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 <laughs> I love nice. that. Nice.
9: Oh,
2: such kind words from Kim. Awesome.
5: Absolutely. And we need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. We're going to go to the phone lines. We're going to go right to Sheila. She's been waiting very patiently. Good morning, Sheila.
1: Good morning, Merle. How are you?
5: Good, good. How can we help you?
1: Um, my husband and I purchased a lot in Clarence Home last year. Uh, it had a house on it about 20-some years ago. It's been a vacant lot ever since then. The house was turned down. Yeah. We put a basement and moved the house on, so uh, we've got a beautiful large lot so we want to develop it with fruit trees apple cherry plums yep. and some grapes and flowers so the grading will be done this spring um, we know the soil we've had a soil sample done it's got high uh, high sulfide sulfate content yeah what is your suggestion for our blank site
5: well, what I would first do is actually um, get in touch, and you can give us a shout. Um, I would get in touch with a landscape design mm-hmm. and get a plan on, on paper. Because um, then it, 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 you can lay out and you can put it in steps and to whatever fits your budget. Um, so this way, concentrate on certain parts of those. And with the soil, and definitely if you want to do lots of fruit, I'd really look at doing uh, some berming. So it's important to, to get a plan in place before... Um, you start getting the machinery, start doing the grading. Because I've done a fair bit of berming on some of those higher alkaline or higher salt contact soil areas, and it, it definitely helps. So I just bring in topsoil for those areas and build mounds, and then I create little orchard areas or little little plots of uh, of fruit or veggies in, in certain spots, and I always just raise them up, and it definitely helps out.
1: Okay. so um, So – is there anything I guess other than doing that? So there's no other thing to do to the soil. Or I know years ago, like probably 40 plus years ago, people used to plant potatoes in the first year. Was
2: that just for to control soil erosion? Or? I think that's more to break up the soil. Yeah. We, we have really heavy, clumpy clay—you know, clay-heavy soil. So potatoes can get in there and kind of get the soil arable and uh, workable a little bit better. Okay. Yeah.
5: Yeah, it's okay. um. Yeah, it's it's one where. It's really, in the house is already. Like you said you have it placed now. The basement was dug, and you and you got it in place.
1: Yeah, correct.
5: Okay, yeah. So it's really just. I always just like to get a good plan together, and then it lets you execute it um, to see to see whatever you're looking to achieve at the end of the day. I've just seen so many times people go in without a plan, and they start somewhere. And it just you end up changing or moving stuff and it I think just, it
2: costs you more time and money not to do a plan. In absolutely. The, and you know, it's it's a good investment because you don't want to backtrack. You're looking at trees and how long it takes trees to get established and give you fruit and grow here. It's It's worth it, I think, to map out your whole property. Yeah,
5: we did that real big one last year, a couple years ago, out uh, in Bears, probably the guy wanted to do a whole bunch of fruit, did an orchard type thing, so we helped him out. But it sure helped for laying out all the fruit and the different things. And it was a two or three year process that we did with this gentleman. And, And
2: he's harvesting now. Yeah. So yeah, he hasn't had to backtrack or change anything, and it gives you time to reflect and really make sure that those are the plants you want and the placement you want. It gives you a visual to sort of go over. So, yeah, yeah. So, no, that sounds good because I mean, that's just, you
1: know, I'm kind of expecting it to be a two or three year
2: process. I know mm-hmm. I've got
5: a billion thoughts in my head, but <laughs> get them down on paper. And that's the nice right. thing, right? Um, and we don't want to make it our, like our motto, like in our spruce up design area is we don't want it to be a just a spruce it up design. We, we want to get your, your mm-hmm. thoughts, your, whatever you look for. And then we help you put your thoughts to paper and make it work so that we can gel it all together with our professionalism and tips to make to make it work properly Um, because sometimes I see definitely there's some landscape designs out there where I know exactly who did it because they look, you know, that that's, that his, that's his style and he does them all. But we really try to make sure we work with each individual client to make sure it's yours. It's, it's going to be Sheila's lot. And, uh, and then you understand, and it, it saves you a ton of money. The money you spend on the design, and they range from five hundred to seven fifty. And a lot of times, if you do the work with us, we credit that back to you. Um, but if you're, you'll, you'll save that money just in having a plan, just like anything in life.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that makes sense because if I just start throwing things in now and look back, I don't want it like a year
5: from now. Well, we'll not that's splattered with everything. Yeah. Through, uh, yeah. No, just, just get a plan. And- yeah. And I know, Alistair, so we're doing the three D. 3D- thing now so it, it's so awesome like you can walk you through your lot what it'll look like in four years or whatever right and it's yeah. it's really accurate so it's it's pretty cool and potential issues
1: too like we'll be looking at hedging in the front and potential
5: yep. and drainage yeah no well, and we- it's good and before you do agree you want to make sure all your drainage is working properly um all that kind of fun stuff so all the infrastructure we've of about, your yard you've uh, got about
1: 15 of uh, deer that have been having run of that <laughs> lot for the last 20 years so yep. they Eek. like to
5: Ew. Yeah. No. No. So those are things, <laughs> that's and that's what, what we had to. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we had to do out in Bearsville. So we end up yeah. putting some um, garden fence to make it look proper, though, and around mm. certain areas where
2: and smart planting too. Yep. You can feed them certain things, and then keep your keep your plants, you know, protected in other ways. Yeah. Okay, and
1: your uh, landscape design technicians are in on Saturdays.
5: Um, they're they're not in on Saturday. You can either go online and fill out a questionnaire or you can just phone or if you're in the store just and then Alistair will get in touch with you throughout the week.
1: Okay,
5: that sounds great. Thanks uh, for taking my call. Awesome, thanks Sheila. Bye bye. All right, need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy E. CHQR.
0: It's minus five in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Barry Payne. Alberta's United Conservative Party says it has found no proof to support allegations of fraud and bribery during a Calgary candidate's nomination race. Party lawyer Stephen Dolansky wrote in a report that of the three people who complained about the Calgary East candidate Peter Singh, one couldn't be reached, the second declined to participate and the third said he was a relative of losing a candidate and had no proof. During the nomination, one UCP member went to the party executive with accusations that Singh had used her credit card without her knowledge to sign her up to a party membership. The UCP says it found no proof from their records that this had happened. Former Olympian Kaylee Humphreys has filed a complaint against Bob Slay Canada. The national governing body for bobsled and skeleton Is confirmed she filed a complaint. Humphreys stepped away from the competition in October before the World Cup season began. She says it was due to the ongoing harassment investigation. The Calgary native has competed in three Olympics. In September of 2014, the governing body announced that it would allow mixed gender crews to compete in the four-man event. British media published photos of Queen Elizabeth's husband, Prince Philip, back behind the wheel just two days after he was in an accident that left a woman with a broken wrist. The photo appears to show that the prince was not wearing his seatbelt. Norfolk police say they spoke to Philip after seeing the photos. Julie McFarlane has more.
3: This morning, photos appearing showing Prince Philip back behind the wheel just days after that violent crash. Authorities saying a woman was injured in another car that was also carrying a baby. The prince's return to the road not entirely surprising for the so-called Iron Duke, a man known for his fierce independence, but some questioning whether or not it's safe for the 97-year-old to continue driving.
0: There's no age limit for licensing drivers in Britain, although drivers over 70 are required to renew their licenses every three years and tell authorities if they have any medical conditions. Canada's military chief promising better support for members of the military who want to report sexual abuse. But the Chief of Defence General, Jonathan Vance, will not do away with a regulation called duty to report, which has been criticized by the Auditor General. Ontario and Quebec continue to shiver and dig out of snow during this uh, January. Bitterly cold temperatures have prompted Environment Canada to issue extreme cold warnings in many areas. Wind chills are dipping into the minus 20 to 30 degree range. In sports, the Flames have won the latest battle of the Battle of Alberta. As they skated away with a 5-2 win over the Edmonton Oilers up in Edmonton last night. It was the third of four meetings this season between the two squads, each having one in their home arena. Claims head coach Bill Peters says... Special teams was a deciding factor. They
4: scored late in the second, and then they got a power play late on a power play. So I thought our specialty teams were good. I believe we were 5-6 for six on the kill, and they got one late that was real late, about 10-11 seconds to go. And then, you know, our power play responded, obviously, put the game away in the, in the third.
0: Elsewhere, St. Louis downed Ottawa 3-2, Philadelphia over Montreal 5-2, and Dallas downed Winnipeg 4-2. Calgary weather, mainly sunny today, up to 3 degrees. Down to minus seven overnight. Tomorrow should be sunny and zero. Right now it's minus four. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at ten thirty. I'm Barry Payne.
5: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and Joanna Chudy has joined today. And do you, do you have any text you want to read? Or yeah, do
2: you... yeah, there is one here um, that says they want to um, basically do a little debris and vole prevention by limbing up their spruce tree. So okay. they're wondering when to do that and how to do that. And um, I know you have thoughts on limbing up. Trees, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of,
5: of limbing up your spruce trees, but there's certain applications where near pathways or different things yeah. like that. It, you it definitely get them
2: up enough to get the lawnmower underneath if yep. you're so lucky to have grass that grows there. Um, but yeah, I think uh, this time of year is fine, right? Yeah, you're no, absolutely. Out, the, the sap isn't going to start to uh, if, flow and if you're doing quickly.
5: it, don't try and take the whole thing at once, cut them all to about six inches. And leave the the six inch stump there, mm-hmm. and then go in closer and cut it the second As time. The make two or three, on? or even right away. You just okay. make two cuts. Don't try okay. and if you try and cut it like that, you get that heavy weight on the end. It'll, it'll tear. tear. Yeah,
2: and then you're damaging your tree yeah. trunk. So yeah.
5: so, and if it's a bigger job than you think, you can more than happy to to give a an arborist in town a call or give us a, a call. Prune yeah. it up would be like more than happy to get up there. Just make sure
2: you really want to do that because you're yeah, not you going to get those. Off. Yeah, they won't come back. So make sure you really, really, really. And I've do seen that it
5: done three. well where, and and sometimes you want to create a little sitting area underneath their spruce tree or something. Yeah. Um, it 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 just it has to be done a certain way. Like and yeah. you just got to like you said. Otherwise, it's yeah they don't grow back tomorrow. So yeah,
6: that's true.
5: <laughs> All right, let's go to the phone lines and uh, we're going to chat with Ken. Good morning, Ken.
6: Good morning, young fellow. Good morning, young lady. How are you? Good morning. I'll how, take that. <laughs> how, how can we help you? I, want, I tried to grow tomatoes last year. I thought I'm I not getting the fruit that I want. I don't know if it's the plant. I don't know if it's the, the placement of the plants itself. I don't know what the heck. And what I What are you know. growing
10: them in?
2: Where, where uh, what's your spot?
6: Uh, I've got them right on my deck, and it gets, uh, well mid morning from noon on to about six thirty seven
5: o'clock sun mm-hmm. so that's pretty good sun Yep,
2: good exposure. Yeah. How about your soil and your and the pots and that? Do you think they're well, big enough?
6: I think they're actually really big i okay. I think they're about sixteen inches across and are you swapping uh, out
2: your soil from year to year
6: uh yes, I am yeah, And so you're I'm using potting
5: soil, soil or that like a heavy
6: vegetable vegetable that says for yeah. tomatoes and whatever. Yeah.
5: Okay. Um, it sounds maybe like... Maybe it's
6: a variety of tomato I'm growing. I don't know. <laughs> are you
5: starting them from seed or are you, are you buying the plants? Little
6: plants. Little plants.
5: Okay. And what type are you trying to grow?
6: Well, I tried the beefsteak and I think I got six tomatoes out of one plant and two out of one. Okay. Cherry the... tomatoes I tried and I think I maybe got maybe a quart of quarter the about a half a gallon of those
5: okay and do the plants stay nice and healthy looking throughout the summer or do they get kind of yellow yeah so i'm gonna say you're probably not feeding them enough they are heavy oh, okay. feeders um, so I almost feed every feeding um, and just with a good tomato food or even a 15, 30, 15, uh, 20, 20, 20, 20, a good all-purpose food is just, mm-hmm. just feeding them something. And in a big pot like that, it's important to water all the way through. So on those hot days, fill it right to the top and you'll see it even bubble sometimes. Yep, um, yep. F- keep filling it up so it comes right out the bottom because... If you don't, only half the root system is being used because the bottom half will die off if you don't get the water down to the bottom. And that's what I see happen quite a bit with people with big pots. They don't fill them right to the top so the water goes right through and, and only half the root ball. And you're trying to support that lot bigger plant with only a little bit of root ball.
2: One other I thing see. I could add is if you're pruning properly. So a lot of our plants are, okay, they're looking really good. They're nice and green and bushy, but you want to get the suckers out, especially on tomatoes. I've,
6: so never, that, I've never pruned them, so they're easy. Okay,
2: oh. well, look up um, pruning <laughs> techniques for tomatoes, and then you just, okay. it's easy. When they're yep. small, you just pinch them out. Um, they basically grow in the little connection point where the stem comes meets the limb. Um, and right. It looks this like a little, hangnail on your stem. Yeah, it's just a little <laughs> additional bit and that you're going to want to pinch those because then the plant will focus all of its energy on flowering, which equals fruit for you. Ah, uh, so, I see. Okay. Yeah. Now,
6: is there a, a certain variety that go better in well, Calgary than anywhere else? Or
5: uh, I mean... Most of the time, like a beefsteak's a great one. It usually works good. Like there's some yeah. romas, like the sugar, da- like the, and there's lots of good cherry Mortgage tomatoes. Lifter. Sugar is a good one. Yep.
2: Lemon boy, if you want to. Um, so I always go heirloom. They never fail. Heirloom? Heirloom, just look up, there's a zillion different kinds, they're beautiful, they're full of flavor, and you're not selling them or transporting them, so you're going to eat them fresh, and that flavor is When we have all
5: the heirloom varieties, like in the garden center in the summer, we bring in lots of different varieties of of tomatoes, and the thing is, when you get your tomato and you buy it, and it's about six or eight inches high or whatever, you want to bury it and only leave about eight or three inches up, you want to bury five inches into the soil, so oh, you, you pull okay. all the bottom leaves off, the bottom yeah. five inches, and then you you bury all that right to the – leave about three three uh, levels of leaves above the soil, and okay. that way it makes it nice and thick, and it'll send roots out from there, and you won't end up with an, a floppy plant.
6: Okay, because I know I want the bigger tomatoes because I like fried green tomato sandwiches. I yeah, I know, and
5: that's why it's really important <laughs> oh, to bury them deep, um, yeah. because that way you get up with a really nice, sturdy plant that's going to support that. And and you want to make sure you're also using a, a fertilizer with a calcium in it when, if you're growing the big tomatoes mm-hmm. um, yeah. so you don't end up with the root with the end rot on them. So you just want to, you can add a calcium supplement to it um, that we have. It's it's in the Evolve product range um, from Sheldon. So
6: North, on some of the tomatoes that I, that I grew last year, a blemish on the tomato itself on the bottom uh
5: yes yes yeah, that's, that's uh, that, yeah, that lack of bro. yeah that's the one that you need you're lacking calcium that,
2: and that comes um. up from um erratic watering and it has to do with how the plant can absorb calcium so like merle was saying if you can find a calcium heavy feed um yeah. that'll help quite a bit and then just make sure your watering is really deep and consistent and you should you should like say goodbye to blossom and drop but it 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 haunts pretty much every Calgary gardener that's trying to yeah, grow. But, but tomatoes. if you start
5: it with right something, they like feed it when it yeah. doesn't look like it needs feeding. So many people wait. Don't let it suffer. Yeah, <laughs> people wait till it's it looks like it's like almost on the brink of death before they start feeding something. Start start a feeding process right from the beginning because tomatoes are fairly heavy feeders, and if you do it once or twice a week, you're gonna have phenomenal tomatoes. Because it sounds like you have a perfect spot, lots yep. of light. Good soil, good sized pot, so you have everything going for you, Ken. So with One these other few tips, though, yep.
6: Is there a difference in where I buy my tomato plants? Because I tried the Walmart thing, I tried the Home Depot thing, <laughs> and a um, couple of the garden centers.
5: I would go to an independent garden center. Um, I know we definitely try to bring in good quality, proper ones that grow in our area. Um, a lot of times with the block stores, unfortunately, they're buyers in Vancouver or the other side in Ontario, and he just ships them across Canada. So, um, yeah, I would hit a local garden center, someone that's close to you, or whatever, or come out to us. Um, I know we work really hard at bringing in really good varieties of tomatoes. So,
6: well, I'm going to have to do that. I think. All right. I really want some tomatoes. That.
5: Yep. Yeah, come see us, and uh, like I said, I'm usually around in the summer. I'm definitely there every Sunday after the show. So. Awesome. Oh. Yep,
6: I will do that. Thank you very
5: much. Thanks, Ken. Take <laughs> Have care. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right.
2: I think we've all been there. Okay, I We're got growing. a question for you. Okay.
5: I got this one. It's a shrub. It's on there. You see Ooh, it? The yeah, way?
2: I'm replying right yeah. now. Can it's, you
5: please tell me what yep. this is? And can it be cut back in spring? Okay,
2: so I am looking at a picture of a beautiful shrub. It's probably about as tall as I am, six feet plus, and it'll get bigger. Um, covered in beautiful sort of paniculate um, white flowers. Uh it's and gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And it's an elder. So it's an elder flower. Um, Sambucus is the... Is the uh, name? I'm not sure which variety. Just looking at it now, it looks like a, a native variety, but it's hard to yeah, tell. it's beautiful. There's a bunch of different um, varieties of elder uh, elderberry. There's some with purple leaves. So um, with this
5: one, though, what do you yes. do? They do. You- I know some people have cut them right down every year.
2: Yeah, I would, you know, it looks really pretty unless they're trying to um, rejuvenate it, which I don't think it really needs just yet. I would say leave it as is. Um, Prune out any dead wood uh, now that you can see it in the winter. Um, Shape it as you want before it starts to flower, Um, and then you're good to go. If you want to rejuvenate it, cut it right back to about six, six inches to about a foot from the ground, and it'll send up new growth the summer so yeah elder is a great shrub to plant in calgary it's uh super hardy the songbirds love the berries you'll see like cedar waxwing and robin join in there grows fast too which grows fast i have three of them in my front yard all different varieties and uh they're gorgeous awesome yeah
5: all right well let's go to v or vi Uh, hi vi Hi, bye. Hi, bye.
10: (laughs) bye. (laughs) With
1: the
5: Virginia creeper. How are
10: you?
11: (laughs) Good, thank you. I was wondering, um, we have a Virginia creeper at uh, Lake, uh, Duck Mountain Lake, and I've had it for about 20 years, and the leaves are about the size of my palm. We came out last year, and the whole thing was dead. Our neighbors, which are about 25 feet away, opposite side of the lot there's his dad why and i tried everything to rejuvenate it and i don't know what
5: to did do. did it look like he got burnt or
11: no nothing in fact
5: because those are hard to kill like i know yeah.
11: <laughs> i know and you know the thing went about oh uh, i'd say 10 feet uh 15 feet up the tree and there's about, uh, I'd say, 50 leaves way at the top, like a canopy at okay. the top. So what
5: I would do this spring is cut it right down to the yeah. base. Yeah, Like, just okay. start fresh. Just cut it right down to the base, and I would give it a good fertilizer, like, add some good stuff to the soil, and then just feed it, like, with a 20-20-20, something like that, a good all-purpose fertilizer. Okay. And uh, um, Or Rage Plus, one of those ones. And just give it a really good thorough root watering as well in the spring, um, good consistent watering, and then the fertilizer, and I think you you should see it, because the roots are probably fine. Something probably happened to the foliage. Super Did, dry. I mean,
2: yeah. it, it's pretty rare that a Virginia creeper yeah, would die that Unless you
5: get product. those leaf hoppers, like where it does make it look brown. Like Were there are lots of little bugs flying all over them?
11: No. It, it, it's just branches and, like, neighbours, too, and, like, neighbours... You know even.
5: what You know what? it could have been through as well? You could have had the caterpillars go through there?
11: No, we didn't okay. have it. It's on the border, our cottage on Duck Mountain Park.
5: Is that in the Montana border, or is that...
11: No, uh, between Manitoba and Saskatchewan.
5: Yeah, because I know the tent caterpillars went through those areas really bad, and it just eats everything, so... That and then once they're gone, you don't see the caterpillars. They just keep going. Like they just, honestly, I drove from Regina to Saskatoon, almost fifty percent of the trip, a couple of years ago.
2: It's scary when just, you see that. Yeah, they yeah. just shreds the trees. And we're the trees. seeing them coming up from south of Calgary too. Yeah, I yeah. would. You can avoid all that by, as Merle said, just cutting it right back to the ground. So there'll be no foliage for the caterpillars to eat right away. But it'll just rejuvenate. The, oh, yep. the okay. Yeah. What about
11: just, the leaves at the top there? Just so I would
5: pick, everything try and pull would them be up. Dead Yep, then. yep. Just pull them down and yeah. just do it early spring, or even in the winter time. Right now, you can do it. Just cut it right down to the ground. Pull all that stuff out, and away you go.
11: Yeah. Okay. I'll try it. I tried uh, all kind of fertilizers last year. Yeah, but year. sometimes
5: when they're sick or something's going on, feeding them is somewhat the worst thing to do, yeah. um, because they're they're already sick and they don't feel like eating at that point.
11: Yeah. So
5: I just think it needs a rejuvenation. I think something happened to the foliage.
11: Yeah, actually, I think you're right, because I know uh, two, three years ago, some kind of bug, um, you know, just went right through the lake and right to Regina, Saskatoon, and all that. They're
5: all trying to uh, escape Manitoba or something. No, No, they came from Manitoba. They came from Ontario.
11: (laughs) All right. Okay, thank you very much.
5: Bye-bye. Okay, bye. bye. All right. We need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and if you'd like to join Joanna and I, Joanna Chudy, and that's a T S C H U D Y, how you spell it, but you say it Chudy, Chudy. It's
2: Swiss. There's a lot of consonants. Like in a row. Swiss cheese, she's full of holes, <laughs> <laughs> but delicious. Let's not
5: exactly, <laughs> exactly. Lots of plant knowledge coming out of Joanna. So
2: thanks for having me. It's been a fun morning today.
5: No, I, I great
2: calls, great texts. Um, Yeah, you have just fantastic listeners. It's awesome to interact with everyone. No, I totally,
5: totally enjoy So here we are. Richard from Lethbridge here again. Just wanted to inform you and your listeners about a deer deterrent I'm experimenting with along with X. We were on a one-acre lot in a 45-lot development, and deer have become a major problem over the last 10 years. Last winter, we had 10... Ten to sixteen in our yard every night, Ooh. and they stripped our spruces, Miss Kim and Catoni oh, This God. fall, I spent around three hundred fifty dollars and bought six Noma LED laser lights <laughs> from Canadian Tire. <laughs> oh, I've had no. them up since November, th- and not and only had three deer this past okay. night. No so damage to them. our yard, and I I think an experiment is working. So- the swirl pattern is confusing to myself, but I keep it. All- <laughs> Actually, we sell those. So I'm going to take them left over from our Christmas display. Yeah. I'm going to move them to the oh, deer okay. deterrent. They're the
2: ones that yeah. send out the, the colored laser. lights. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. wow. You know what? That's pretty interesting. Um, that beats putting out your husband's old gym shoes or like your <laughs> do- you spreading dog spreading your, dog hair on the <laughs> old
5: underwear. I was going to say wow.
2: Well, you're going for. I think uh. with, with animals like that, <laughs> you want to interrupt their their patterns. So if you're getting ten to sixteen a night. In your yard Richard I feel so bad for you or did um, but I, it sounds like you figured it out so squirrels uh, rabbits that kind of thing um, prey animals they tend to sort of follow their their patterns and habits and if you can break that consistently they'll sort of go uh, okay maybe I won't come back here but you know keep on it because all it takes is is one that's not been around before and uh, yeah but once they get in they'll eat they'll eat everything even things they're not supposed to um, like spruce trees and that if they're hungry enough they'll try so cool christmas lights there you go <laughs> keep them on. going yeah, we're gonna you never have to take them down pull, right yeah no
5: exactly <laughs> just, we got the lasers going so we'll get those all right well let's go to the phone lines we're gonna go to brian good morning brian
4: hey meryl how are you
5: good good how can we help you
4: well it's always a pleasure listening to you guys uh thank you Steve and i are just you know doing our sunday ritual of cooking
5: nice nice, nice. getting ready uh, for the sunday dinner
4: uh, yeah, well, we, uh, we, you know, we cook for a fair amount of people, right? So awesome. nice. we're always doing meals and stuff, but my question is about cauliflowers, because you're, uh, one yeah. of the callers earlier, it is paramount where you buy your vegetable Yes, it is. Yeah. And I'm not going to throw uh you know, store under the bus here, but I was wondering, Merle, do you guys carry cauliflower? Because last year we planted 30
3: and
4: nice. we got three. The yeah, other twenty-seven bolted on us, and the year before we had thirty beautiful ones. Yeah, and
5: absolutely. Yeah, we have the cauliflower, we have the Brussels sprouts, broccoli. We carry a lot of those plants started and in seed as well.
4: Okay, and when do you bring them in, bro?
5: Um, they be we usually start getting them in around the beginning of May. Um, maybe a little bit earlier on some of the stuff. It really depends on what the weather's doing outside. Right. Um so we try and time it so that way it's useful for everyone like a couple of years ago like we we still had snow at the end of April so we held off on some of the stuff but some of those are quite hardy like the cauliflower um broccoli they can handle a little bit of frost so those ones we they'll be one of the ones we get in the earliest
4: as well. Yeah, uh, no problem. It just it was really disappointing last year because we enjoy it, and again, you know, we see but, a fair amount of people. But right. part of the pro- it was the
2: season too. Yeah, part right? of the yeah. season yep. was
5: the bolting is it um, was
2: very hot and dry. Yeah, so plants are sort of going. I'm going to die soon. I better like flower, and that's why they bolt. Um, okay. Yeah, so you got to get on them quicker. Maybe even try them in a cooler spot of your yard. Um, I don't know what else to say, row cover
4: oh, on stuff yeah, like I mean, that. funny, though, because, I mean, they need full sun, right?
2: They do need full sun. Row cover helps with anything in the cabbage family, especially okay. to keep the cabbage butterflies off. So that could help um, depending on how you're watering. and. Uh, and you can mound uh,
4: we're pretty, s- uh, we're pretty you know, pretty uh, solid regime, right?
5: Okay, and mound the soil up a bit, like sort of create rows of mounded soil because they don't like it super hot roots too. So they, get, if they can get rooted in a bit, and then you can and sort of create a bit of a mound, that helps
4: as well. Yeah, well, you know my role. I dig, right? We yep. <laughs> gets everything else pretty. So. <laughs> nice. Good,
5: that sounds like good we gotta, teamwork. We, 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 Brian, we got to have our roles, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Well, listen, great uh, great show again. Thanks very much. Merle, thanks. We'll see you next Sunday. Uh, yep. We've got to talk about those trees anyway.
5: Absolutely. look forward to seeing you guys. Thanks. On, thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Awesome, yeah. They were they were actually in last Sunday. We had a chat. Oh, right on. In cool. The, in the garden center.
2: Very cool. Yeah. And thirty cauliflower. You guys know what you're doing. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It is sad though when you don't get. You plant thirty and you hope to at least get fifteen and you come out of well, there. Well,
5: it was a, it, it yeah. was a hard year though for a bit of that. Some of it is the soil. Yeah. It's creating your soil. Planting them deep deep enough as well. Yep. Sometimes they don't get planted deep enough, and if it's real hot and just. A fair bit of water at the beginning for some of those bolting things, because yeah. unfortunately you see the beets, radishes. Some... I think
2: that's um that's a hard one. I you know in the last five years you were talking about that with tomatoes too. Like plant your tomatoes a little deeper. deeper. Yep. It, it makes is not a big something. Difference. I don't know why it goes against my
5: instincts to I, do it's that. It's hard to do, but once you yeah. do it, you, you you'll it's never huge. go back. Yep. You'll
2: be like, why didn't I do this all go along?
5: Deep. <laughs> All right. Know. We got to take a break. We got to go deep into commercials and the oh, news. No. <laughs> You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Hey, it's minus 4 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10:30. I'm Barry Payne. Former Olympian Kaylee Humphreys has filed a complaint against Bob Slay Canada. The national governing body for Bob and Skeleton has confirmed the complaint. Humphreys stepped away from competition in October before the World Cup season began, saying it was due to the ongoing harassment investigation. Canada's military chief promising better support for members of the military who want to report sexual abuse. But Chief of Defense General Jonathan Vance will not do away with a regulation called Duty to Report, which has been criticized by the Auditor General. Ontario and Quebec continue to shiver and dig out of extreme cold and snow. Bitterly cold temperatures have prompted Environment Canada to issue an extreme cold warning in many areas. Wind chills are dipping into the minus 20 to minus 30 degree range. Calgary weather, sunshine today up to 3 degrees. Partly cloudy, minus 7 overnight. Tomorrow, back to sunshine and a high zero. Right now, it's minus 4. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11. I'm Barry Payne.
5: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm joined by Joanna. Hello. And uh, look at um and Pat. Again, is, is, Pat shared is
2: showering us with, with plant picks.
5: His um, philodendron is pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, those leaves look like they are elephant ears. Way to go, Pat! And the rosemary is gorgeous. You have a jungle huge. in
5: your house. And the big jade. Yep. Orchids, aloe vera, and then we got and this is from somebody who sent in a picture of a lime from lemon, Jane. From yeah. Jane, and if those are at this time of year. Sometimes it's a little bit rough because they're Suchis? just yeah, yeah. Actually, here, Actually, Jane's on the line.
2: Oh, well, there we go.
5: Well, speak of, the, speak of the devil. Are you allowed to say that? No. No? <laughs> no? I, Was that I bad? guess you
2: just did, so no, speak right, of the gonna, lemon All right, I'm going to go to Jane
5: right now. So we're just, we were just Good. talking about your text there, Jane. <laughs>
10: Hi, Jane. I, that. I, I did follow it up with the printed text, but I wasn't sure I had the right number. So my challenge is, how do I get that to get more leaves and... And new buds. I heard someone last week saying theirs is in bloom.
5: Yep. Mm-hmm. ours, ours, and most of them at the store are full bloom right now. But the lemon tree at this time of year, because it's going through um, a little bit of a dormant cycle, because yeah. through the winter they kind of there's not a lot of growth and all that. Uh-huh. So now it's gonna it's a good time. I would look at transplanting that pot into a uh, into a nice clay pot. Mm-hmm. Um, they love the clay because it really helps their their. Uh, the roots breathe and all that stuff. Mm-hmm.
10: And do we want to make it necessarily bigger?
5: Yeah, I would go bigger and okay. they do like it taller and deeper. They like a more of a, they don't want a big wide pot. They like a mm-hmm. cylinder type pot. Like it looks like the one you have it stuck into um, something like that, but in clay would be better. Okay. Okay. And they do like the fertilizer 301010. 10. So we have the Green It Up 301010. 10. As opposed to Rage Plus? Rage Plus is good as well to get it get it healthy, but they do they do like a more acidic soil. Yeah. Um so they do like the 301010.
10: 10. Okay. Now, I have one lemon on there. I don't know if you could see that. Yeah. Um does it have to be picked before it'll start to bud again?
5: No. Um, it'll continue to bud and, and do all that.
10: Okay. It'll stay better on that plant than it will in the refrigerator. And do I want to trim down that taller branch?
5: I, I do. I, I would I do that when you transplant it. Yeah. Um, it's a perfect time to even it up. If there's any dead branches in there, clip any of those off. Even it up a bit at that point
10: Right.
5: when you do your transplanting. And then, uh, and then away you go. We just got, um, we have a whole bunch of lemons that's coming into the store. So oh, I know they've been hard to get. So
10: yes, I couldn't get them for Christmas time.
5: Yeah, no, we just, we have a whole bunch coming this week. Yeah. Um, and then we also have some ones that are the duos of lemons and limes as well. Oh. So.
10: Okay, well, this is a Myers lemon. If I got some more from you, would I put them into the same pot like, I, I would just like, keep
5: them individual. Individual. Yeah, unless you're going into one really big pot, but I would just I would just they do like the taller cylinder type pot like if you go 10 12 inches wide. Uh-huh. like 18 20 inches high something like that because then you're good for a while.
10: Okay. So all these they're not they're not dead, they're just there. All these branches on here are all still green but yep. they're not getting they're just any dormant? leaves, yep. nothing.
5: They will. That's what I'm saying. It's just changing its okay. cycle. Now that the sun is coming up, we're getting more hours of daylight. It's gonna trigger the plant to go into its growth period. Good. So, How it'll, do I
10: keep the leaves and the little tiny lemons as they form from falling? That's what happened to me this year.
5: Um, consistent watering.
10: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, and not
2: maybe overwatering.
5: That's right. They yeah. like to run a little bit drier.
10: Yeah,
5: because they're used to like they're grown in Florida and stuff like that, where there's not tons and tons of rain. It's quite warm and and, a, and humid, but just a good soil. And that's why I I really recommend the clay pot. They do love that.
10: Right. Okay. All right. Now, a, a quick question about the rage and the and the thirty ten ten. It's my understanding that you don't use them together. That's they correct. Interact each other.
5: Yeah. So what you want to do is, if it's in the unhealthy time, like right now, um, you can definitely when you transplant is to stick with the rage plus until, um, February, March until April or something, and then you can hit it with a few times of thirty ten ten after that.
10: All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks for your help.
5: You're very welcome. You
10: can ignore my printed text that yeah, came in. No, no I got it. In. You got I, the right I number. I liked too. all
5: your little emojis <laughs> as well. So.
10: Okay.
5: Um. And one thing is, and two, if you if you do if you are buying new lemons and you, and you transplant, when we do transplant, we do, we transplant for free at the store if you're buying your pot and the plant at the same time. Uh huh. So, okay. so a lot of times we'll do that for people. All righty. All right.
10: Great. Thanks for your help.
5: All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Bye, Gene. All right. Let's oh Pat look at that planty eh? man oh yep. man uh, lots of
2: great um, texted in pictures today if listeners have an issue they're having trouble with it's or, so much easier or for us something they want to show off it sure makes our day and it helps us understand what you're yeah. like, how to troubleshoot for you um, or if you just want to show off your beautiful jungle of a living room we'll take it absolutely it makes
5: my day but right now we got to go for a travel we're gonna travel all the way down to High River. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Mary? Oh, 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 well, you're
7: giving such great advice. I'm really enjoying it. I'm I'm kind of downsizing.
5: How come? Oh,
7: <laughs> well, because I'm tired. I'm going to be 58.
5: I heard that.
1: 58, awesome. <laughs> I,
5: yeah, I hear you have Turn a it the big around day. around, you on. Mary's day day coming birthday. up this week. right? <laughs> huh? Yeah, a birthday's coming up this week, isn't it?
7: End of the month. End yeah. of the month, yeah. End of the month. I rolled in and they said, oh, my Lord, another girl. I'm so lucky they didn't throw me in a sandbox. Let the cat cover me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's only eight girls and three boys. Well, I, know. Wow. I, I, look at- I completed the family and then they quit. Are you the baby of the family, Mary? Yeah. Oh, wow. That is awesome. I I had a sister. Her second name was Joanna. Oh, really? And her husband used to tease her and call her Joanna Banana.
2: I've heard that one before.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this amaryllis is drooping. (laughs) It's done. Okay. So I put it in soil, two of them together. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, now. I want to try and keep it.
5: Okay, so this... The
7: last one I tried, so do I leave it in the soil and let it... Yes, let it, it leaf yeah Let come it all down to nothing. Yep, so and cut the stems off. And then can I leave it in that soil, or do I have to take those bulbs out?
5: Um, you can do either or. I've heard of people doing both. I kind of like taking them out Okay. And then I just spray a little bit of fungicide on them, let yeah. them dry right out and then just store them in dried peat moss or dry potting soil. Uh, for okay, for exactly. a while?
7: Yeah, and then hide them.
5: Yeah, in a cool dark and, place for a few place, months. Down in
7: the cold room. Yep. Yeah. And then okay, but and what's then important I know right we now have have when to bring you
5: Yeah, cuz you you had just growing in water, right or whatever?
7: Uh, no, no. I I I didn't like that. They weren't working properly. So I took them both out yep. and put them in soil okay. and gave them some little bit of, you told me, water them. Yep. So I did warm rainwater. Yep. And then, because I saved my water all all summer and all for all winter, for all my house plants. And then uh, it just was, they were beautiful. You're going to get a picture. Somebody took a picture of it. But... <laughs> Anyhow I did
5: Mary actually I got it. Yeah, your your friend sent me a picture, oh, emailed oh it. Yes, she did.
7: Yeah, wasn't it beautiful? Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I thought it was so pretty. I really enjoy them. They really brighten up your day for the winter time when you can't be out in the garden. But anyhow, <laughs> so I'm gonna try it. And then next year, if I'm still around, I'll let you know if I've succeeded.
5: Perfect. Yeah, so right now, just let it grow for a while, Mary. Cut yeah. off the flower stems. Let the let it leaf out. Grow it like a normal house plant for a couple months here. Yeah. And then let it and feed it with the 15, 30, 15, something yeah. with the higher. I got that. And then let it go dormant in yeah. a couple of months and then then do that thing that we talked oh, about. Okay, All yeah, right?
7: but... Let, but but let it die down eventually. Yeah, to nothing. grow it
5: for a couple of months and then yeah. just stop watering it. Like okay. it, you, you'll get about six or eight leaves on it. Um, then grow it, like I said, for a house plant for say three months here. Yeah. And then okay. just to stop in watering the it. Window. Yeah, perfect. And then to stop watering it, let it go dormant, let it dry out, pull all the foliage off after it's all died back. Oh, okay. Because all that energy goes back into the bulb, rejuvenates oh, the bulb.
1: They're huge bulbs. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. That's They're and really that's why nice. it they need to get rejuvenated. Like that's a big ball, yeah. but needs that energy to redo to send out all those big blooms again.
7: Good. All Thanks right? a lot for your expert <laughs> All right. Expertise. And All Mary, right.
2: if I miss you, because I might not be on the radio for a little bit, happy right, birthday you to I you. I hope you're not going away. I'm not going away, but, no. you know, I just wait for an invitation. So, <laughs> we'll Oh, <see>. God.
7: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're waiting for Merle, you might wait forever. Oh. All right. <laughs> show up. Goodbye, you two. We'll uh, see you That's later. what his wife told me anyway. She <laughs> said, right. don't wait for Merle. I said, well, I married a husband. That was late coming into this <laughs> world. He was late all his life. The only time he was on time is when I took him to the funeral. Bye. Happy snowy days. You're uh, beautiful.
5: Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh God. Oh, wow. All right, we got to <laughs> take a break here. Listen to the dude. Let's talk gardening on seven seventy chqr. <laughs> Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Joanna. And if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open, Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. 974 or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero, and uh, we got a few texts. So you yeah, want to read a couple ones. of those?
2: Yeah, let's go back um, in the archives here to like three texts ago from Dean. He is sharing a photo of some really nicely constructed cold frames. They're four feet tall in the back, so they're they look big. They look like they're on the side of a garage. Um, yep. Great exposure, maybe a little shady in the summer when those trees leaf out. He's got a great setup, all gravel base, uh, growing in containers in there. It sounds like he has to stay in containers. Uh, modest results, what can he do? Should he go to pots, long soil boxes?
5: Uh, what do you think? I, I would do long soil boxes, 8 to 12-inch eight to pots. They're not just big enough, especially in a cold frame, because you're going to be confined. It's going to create some good heat in there. I feel
2: like 8 to 12-inch pots means more work.
5: Yeah, I would so do So you're going to have to it.
2: transplant. I would, you know what, I would too. In fact, you could even, Dean, if you want to look up um, keyhole gardens, I bet you could do a little construction project right in your cold frame where you can still step in. Um, You've got sort of a rectangle that you can step in, but then you've got this U-shaped planter box all the way around you. And then you're actually planting in, well, in a raised bed, but way less work as far as transplanting and moving things. And yeah, and you can, if you want to transplant from your cold frame out, uh, into the yard or into your other spaces, you can just dig those plants up. But
5: I just wonder, maybe his base is a different type of wood or something, or there's a reason why he's done yeah. containers, but...
2: Line it with some landscape fabric yep. and then build with cedar. Cedar yep. is your best bet. Um, it's sa- food safe and it's pretty rot resistant.
5: Yeah. Or if you have to do pots, um, even just get some big 15 or 20 gallon yeah. nursery pots. Come
2: to the garden center and get yep. some of the old tree pots, right? Yeah, absolutely. Really well. Yeah.
5: And... Uh, I love that one. So Mary yeah. Mary's on fire today. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Mary is always on fire. Okay,
5: and here's one for you. Good morning. I transplanted my hot peppers in 6 to 8-inch pots. What can I do to make them begin to flower?
2: Um, let's see. So, well, I would give them a little bit of patience. Um, yeah, when still... when you transplant, that's a good time to feed them again. So,
5: when I'm looking at the picture, I'm not getting that I, picture. Um oh, I'm have to go back. It just says good morning. I I yep. I'm, when I'm looking at those peppers, I I look, to me they look like they need to get transplanted again. Like they okay. look like the pots are almost a little bit too like you're going to need tight? yeah. Yeah. Um so I'm not sure like and if you have two in there, it's better if you can separate them out as well. And they're kind of leaning, so you want to plant them a little bit deeper just to give them good support. So pull off a couple leaves, plant them a little bit deeper and uh and then go from there and just like joanna said sounds like it looks like you have it under a grow light they just they're going to hit that maturity and you just want to fertilize and i would use like a 15 30 15 um a good tomato food or like i said you want a higher middle number that'll produce the fruit and uh and away you go but they're super healthy looking they look great amazing Um, you're gonna have
2: peppers uh
5: with Absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
2: Pat is also asking us about so he started us off with this beautiful text line on his Amaryllis, um, which is loaded with blossoms, wondering about it not having leaves. So the plant obviously has put all of its energy into these beautiful yep. flowers that look like they're the size of dinner plates. They're gorgeous. Um, is this normal? Yes. It's yep. a bulb, so it's gonna do its thing as quick as it can. And how to get more leaves on there? Um it, once it's done flowering, the plant just, just let it, grow. it knows what to do. It'll start to send up leaves. You'll just see these little little nubs coming along the old stem, yep. and then you'll have leaves before you know it. So,
5: And as we told Mary, let it grow for a couple months, yep. three or four months, or even yep. two to three months as a regular house plant, and then just stop water and let it go dormant. Um, but but ensure that you do feed it with a, like a high middle number, 15, 30, 15, something like that, to rejuvenate the bulb.
2: Mm-hmm that's where all the energy goes. Absolutely. For next time. And if you'd like
5: yeah. to join us on the after the break 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770 you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening and we're going to go right to the phone lines, and we're on our last segment. Yeah. We're going to go keep to Sean. It in. Sean. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, good. Good. How can we help you?
6: Good. Okay, I just moved home from being overseas, and my son did a great job of keeping back in my backyard in shape. Nice. But he planted two aspirin columns in elevated pots. Yep. So, how can I keep them so they don't die over the winter here? Um, and then when, sh- when should I transplant them into the ground? I would say uh, what
2: size pots.
5: Yeah.
6: Yeah. They're about a two well, foot and a
5: half by two feet, three feet long. Okay. Can, so you, can you move them or? No, it's a built-in oh, okay. pot that you build so on just, the So oh, okay. just cover it with mulch and keep as much snow as possible on it. You just want to keep it frozen. Um, okay. And I, I got a couple in big pots in, in our parking lot at the store. Um, some Colorados because I use them as our as our middle centerpiece for some of our pots. Um but okay. they still look healthy. If they stay frozen in that, that's fine. It, what hurts them is that desiccation over the winter. So okay, just keep like piling I've snow. Eye, so. And if you can block the sun from them, like you might have to put up a piece of plywood or something just to block the sun on the pot. If it's a raised pot,
6: oh no, the pot, the pots down below in the sand line. Okay,
5: perfect, perfect.
6: Yeah, no issue there.
5: Just keeping it frozen and then transplanting is uh, before it leaves out. As soon as the ground is thawed, is the best. Okay, and then you should be good to go. Yeah, you should be good to go. Thank you
6: very much, guys.
5: You're very welcome. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye bye. And we're gonna go to Scott. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? So I've got a tree in the front
6: yard, and i sorry, I don't have a clue what kind of a tree it is. It's got sort of red-purple leaves, get some berries in the uh, in the fall.
5: It'll be a Schubert, Schubert.
6: Yep. So
2: cherry. <laughs> Jinx. Okay. Yeah. As soon as you describe the leaves, we know what it is. Yeah.
6: yeah. Okay. Uh, this thing is, uh, it's trying to take over my yard. It's got some mm-hmm. shallow roots.
5: Yeah. And, the, the, and they the sucker suck up. up. Is it yeah. suckered yeah. up? Yeah.
6: So how do I take care
5: of those suckers other than just hitting them with the lawnmower all the time? Um, you, you can try to um, you can top dress with some soil, but the best way is just dig down if you can and dig out those lower shallow, trying to just dig out the whole root mm-hmm. at okay. that point. Um, but they, are, they do tend to sucker a fair bit, and it's from not watering enough. So you might want to just do... Um, some more slower, deeper watering for your lawn, okay. just to get the water down, and that'll help okay. shoot the roots down. And just keep an eye on the black knot with that. And if you notice up in the right now is a good time to look up into the branches. And if you see something that looks like a burnt marshmallow or anything on the on the branches, um, you should yeah. get that cut out.
6: Okay. All right. Fantastic. Thank you kindly.
5: Yeah. No worries. Thank you. Bye bye. And that was one of my favorite trees. It's unfortunate that um it's getting what,
2: hit with the black knot. Yeah, it just
5: yeah. and that really hit it bad. And and part of it was when they switched the varieties um of Schubert. They went for a more they went to that Bailey Select, which mm-hmm. is a bit more aesthetically pleasing, I mm-hmm. guess, Schubert. But
2: maybe more susceptible
5: to black yeah, knot. And that,
2: one thing about this call from Scott is when you are cutting black knot, it's not your typical pruning job. So you have to make sure that you're disinfecting between cuts. Yep. You're not spreading it. Um, if you're not sure what to do, call a certified arborist and they'll, they'll take care of you for
5: sure. Yep. No, we, uh, this is a perfect time to do your, your pruning of that kind of stuff. A lot of your pruning this time of year is a lot easier for your arborist because we can see, you can look at the structure of the plant and you can actually make a lot of good corrective pruning. If there's been Mm -hmm. some improper pruning in the past. You can see all the dead, damage, or disease branching. So right now is a better time. And this is when I go see my nurseries and I look at a lot of the stuff and and suggest any pruning or different things that we're doing with our own trees um, at this time of year. And I know the, the nursery managers and that, they always want me to come see it when it's fully leaf and it's looking at its uh, best. this
2: is a better time, though. Absolutely. Plus, you have time, right? Well, plus, <laughs> I time, but I love
5: looking at the structure and you yeah. can see the skin. Yep. This is like looking at somebody who may be a little sick or something, their skin, you look a little off. Mm-hmm. Um, same with your trees and shrubs. Mm-hmm. Like, you can look at the skin of your tree and I can tell a lot. Like, hey, that's yep. healthy. Or if you can see the disease creeping in.
2: Or how much pruning you're gonna have to do once they hit a lot right so
5: absolutely yeah. so right now is a good time to take a look at your trees and shrubs and uh and assess anything that you need to add or or do any pruning but that's it for us joanna this one flew by yeah
2: it did thanks, thanks for having me thanks, thanks for everyone joining. for all your great calls
5: great show <laughs> you're listened to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr